Don't you love an extra $100 in your pocket? Have a TurboTax expert file your taxes for you by March 31st to get $100 back instantly. Because no matter what moves you made last year, TurboTax makes them count. That means getting $100 back and 100% accurate taxes only from Intuit TurboTax. Must file by 331. Credit only applicable to federal filing fees with TurboTax full service. Offer can be modified or terminated at any time. Don't you love an extra $100 in your pocket? Have a TurboTax expert file your taxes for you by March 31st to get $100 back instantly. Because no matter what moves you made last year, TurboTax makes them count. That means getting $100 back and 100% accurate taxes only from Intuit TurboTax. Must file by 331. Credit only applicable to federal filing fees with TurboTax full service. Offer can be modified or terminated at any time. Waiting on a tax return? Hopefully it ends up in your hands. Fraudulent tax returns due to identity theft increased by 30% in 2023. If you're in a bind this tax season, LifeLock can help. Our U.S.-based restoration specialists are experts dedicated to helping solve your identity theft issues. And all LifeLock plans are backed by the Million Dollar Protection Package. So we'll reimburse you up to the limits of your plan if you lose money due to identity theft. Help protect your information this tax season with LifeLock. Save up to 25% your first year at LifeLock.com aware. Tax day is coming. Oh, no. But if you sign up for Robinhood Gold's IRA with a 3% match, you can get up to $195 for the 2023 tax year. Oh, yeah. Sign up at Robinhood.com slash boost by tax day to get the biggest contribution match on the market. Subscription fees apply. Investing involves risk. 3% match requires gold for one year from first match. Must keep IRA for five years. Robinhood Financial LLC, member SIPC. Escuchas ese rugido. ¿Sientes la experiencia de poder? ¿La emoción de la libertad? Ya estás preparado para vivir tu nueva aventura. Nueva Ram 1500, hecha para vivir. Ram es una marca registrada de FCA US LLC. Feeling. So, what are we doing today? MTN. Hello, good afternoon and welcome to the Midday News. We're live on Joy 99.7 FM here in Accra and Kumasi. We are on Love 99.5 FM affiliates across Ghana's 16 regions. We are on Volta Premier and Ho, KTU Radio in Koforidia, Ganga FM in Jirapa Radio, YNY and Lolonyo FM in Hohoi. We are on Twitter Spaces. We are on Facebook. We are on myjoyonline.com. The Midday News is sponsored by Duraplus Ghana Limited, producers of quality PVC pipes and water tank. Where Duraplus goes, water flows. This afternoon, as the clock ticks towards the expiration of five Final deadline day for government to pay 30% of debt owed IPPs or risk shutdown. Energy analyst warns of possible legal action if the IPPs go ahead with this plan shutdown. If they want to shut down their power tomorrow, today they have to call on that guarantee. If they don't call on that guarantee, it means they're not going to shut down tomorrow. If they shut down their plan, government can sue them. Also, minority in parliament says Ghana is on the brink of a massive doom so never seen before in the country as it pleads with the IPPs to reconsider decision to shut down plants. But even as we are pleading with them, we wish to call on government to demonstrate leadership, to show commitment. The finance minister, instead of dealing with the chamber of IPPs, is engaged in selective payments. 
We'll get to hear government's efforts so far on this matter. United Nations Development Programme accuses three of the world's biggest credit rating agencies of bias against some African countries, including Ghana, resulting in revenue losses of over $74 billion. And if you did that, many African countries will not end up in the junk basket, you know, and that, that will help also increase investments. We'll get to hear exclusively from the UNDP on its latest survey findings as government continues to argue that without the bias, Ghana may not have gone for a $3 billion bailout from the IMF. Ghana Bar Association takes on one of the leaders on the, on the minority side, accusing him of hiding behind parliamentary immunity to make irresponsible comments against former Chief Justice Christine Ngeboa. It is totally unacceptable for a member of the leadership of the minority in power hiding ostensibly under the protection of parliamentary immunity granted by the 1993 constitution. Such a statement was unfortunate and grossly irresponsible. We have details as the association joins the judiciary to mark 41 years since the three high court judges were brutally murdered. We have sports. It is make or break season for Ghana's Black Meteors with the long dream of an Olympic return leaning on a must win game versus Guinea. And much later, 154 billion vehicles outfitted with ballistic armor in operation for banks in response to a Bank of Ghana instruction to be for protection for police officers. So most of them have clearances from the Ministry of Interior and their ballistic material has also been tested by the police. So once we are able to confirm that they have gone through the level of certifications, then we go ahead to deal with them. We have all that and more here on the Midday News. I am MFA Apau. This is your home of independent, fearless and credible journalism. Please do stay on for details. Many thanks for your company. We're digging now and in 12 hours, the independent power producers may shut down their plants if government fails to reach an agreement with the independent power producers. The, cha- the Chamber of Independent uh, Power Producers has in a memo directed its members to shut down their plants from July 1 to July 8 if government fails to pay 30% of the $1.73 billion owed them. But speaking on the AM show on the Joy News Channel, energy analyst Kujopoku says the plant shutdown will be a violation of the contract agreement between government and the IPPs, which could pose serious legal implications for them. Look, let's put this thing in, con- in, in perspective. It is the chamber that is threatening, not the individual IPPs. The chamber, yes, the IPP belong to the chamber. But I don't think all the IPPs are going to shut down their plants because of the legal implication of the PPA that they hold. There is a what is called a power purchase agreement. For you to basically shut down your supply and not supply anything to government, there is a process that you need to follow. One, there is a guarantee that you have. If you feel that you are indebted, you can call on that guarantee. When you call on that guarantee, within 30 days, government has to replenish the guarantee. If government doesn't replenish the guarantee, the PPA is terminated. Does the IPPs want to terminate the IPPA? I don't think so. Some IPPs are in agreement with the solution that was preferred. Today, there's going to be a meeting. I honestly don't think that tomorrow or Monday, we are going to have a total shutdown of our grid. It's not going to happen because there are laws and processes. If they want to shut down their power tomorrow, today, they have to call on that guarantee. If they don't call on that guarantee, it means they're not going to shut down tomorrow. If they shut down their plan, government can sue them because they have an agreement and obligation to Ghana. 
But Research Policy and Programs Officer of the Institute of Energy Security, Adam Ziakubu, says although government can take steps to prevent the IPPs from shutting down, illegal action will not be in the interest of the government. Yes, yeah, so take a legal implication against not being able to meet your IMF targets if you should have a power crisis in the country. So the problem goes beyond legal battles and what what have not. Because at the end of the day, the economy needs to be running so that government can get whatever money they need from the different actors of the economy to be able to what, meet some of its commitments with the IMF. So even that conversation of legal options available to government Government, what then happens if you terminate those agreements through legal options and all that, then the country comes to its knees. Um, so this idea of government has a position to argue on, let's not even get there because it's not an overnight decision the IPPs took. It was series of periods, they kept moving, they kept moving, then they gave 30th June as the deadline. Even I, if I'm not mistaken, three weeks away, we had this conversation. And by then, government hadn't even engaged the IPPs. Well, as the back and forth continues, the clock is not stopping. And we are learning uh, from the various quarters the number of uh, things happening. My colleague James Saveji has been following this for us on the energy desk and joins me in studio. Uh, so, James, what so far are we learning as the clock continues to take? Well, Amafa, what we are learning is that as we speak, the ECG, uh, which is supposed to lead the negotiation all this while, is currently in a crunch meeting with all the IPPs, and this meeting is expected to end in a few hours. Now, the conclusion of the meeting will determine whether the IPPs will suspend their intended shutdown or not. Now, what we are also uh, picking up is that uh, some of the IPPs have accepted some amount of payment from government in that earlier individual engagement. What is not clear is exactly how much they have received from government. What this means is that even if the plan shutdown should happen, not all these IPPs will comply with that. Uh, but we know that there is another meeting happening between the IPP themselves at 5 p.m. And so the conclusion of after that, they will come out with an official decision on whether they will go ahead to shut down their plants or not. Mm. But even if that happens... Not all of them would obey that directive. Okay. But you know this, um, the, our sources within the Electricity Company of Ghana maintains that um, the plants will not be shut down. There will be no doom. So the current energy or power that we enjoy will remain even in spite of the threats uh, from the IPPs. And this is something that we've been watching for you um, since it all began. Well, the minorities also have been wading into this all through. And now they are sending out a passionate appeal to uh, the IPPs and asking that um, they should... Uh, we consider their decision and give government some time. Uh, minority spokesperson on energy, John Jinapo, has been speaking to journalists. These IPPs constitute about 70%, to be specific, 67% of thermal power produced in Ghana. When it comes to total power generated in Ghana, the IPPs alone constitute about half of the total power produced in Ghana. So a shutdown of their plants would mean that this country would experience massive load shedding, massive blackouts, massive doom so that has not been experienced before. When 50% of the the total power produced is taken out. Your guess is as good as mine. I have spoken to former President Mahama, 
and he has indicated that on his behalf I should make a passionate and humbling appeal to these independent power producers that for the sake of this country is making a passionate appeal to them to reconsider their decision towards shutting their plans on the 1st of July. That is the deadline they've given to government. And so I want to make a passionate appeal and plead with the independent power producers to give government and the nation some more time. Well, they also accuse the finance minister, Ken Oferetro, of engaging in selective payment of some IPPs, a situation he says will worsen the current challenge. But even as we are pleading with them, we wish to call on government to demonstrate leadership, to show commitment. And I think that the approach being adopted by the finance minister will not resolve the issue. The finance minister, instead of dealing with the chamber of IPPs, is engaged in selective payments, discriminatory payments, selecting some preferred IPPs, paying them, and leaving others to their own fate. We want to call on the finance ministry and government, and particularly the president, to intervene urgently in this matter and ensure that we find an amicable solution. The debt, as we speak now, is about $1.7 billion. And it keeps compounding. ECG's losses today is over. Well, that's uh, the minority spokesperson on energy, John Ginapode. Let me bring in Parliamentary Affairs Correspondent Kweku Asante, uh, monitoring all that for us. So, Kweku, um, the Mines and Energy Committee have since met the IPPs. Has there been any resolution and have they heeded the plea of the minority? Indeed, it appears the IPPs did not listen to the Mines and Energy Committee and their plea to suspend this strike, to shut down their plans. And that is why they are issuing out this appeal. According to the IPPs, and what we've been able to learn happening in that meeting, they are making a lot of losses. They need a lot of money to be able to power those plants. And without government paying upfront some huge amounts of these debts, they will not be able to operate, for which reason they are making this threat. There's also the suggestion that the IPPs will not really shut down their plants, but this threat is only to push government to make some substantial amount of the $1.7 billion that is all the IPPs. Okay. Well, away from the issues about the IPPs and energy, are we still expecting James Jachikwesen to be sworn in today? I mean, for that was the expectation this morning. Indeed, if you look at the other paper, there are oaths. There's an indication that Jachikwesen would have been sworn in because it appears on the other paper. But that information, per checks from the Speaker's office, is that that is not going to happen. The Speaker himself is not around today. We understand he has traveled and will be back over the weekend. And so now the official information we are getting is that Jackie Christian can now finally be sworn in next week, Tuesday, when Parliament sits, but not today, despite the other paper-making provisions for that. That's our Parliamentary Affairs Correspondent, Kwekwa Sante. Thank you very much. Now let's turn our attention to other stories. And the United Nations Development Program, UNDP, is raising flags over what they describe as bias on the part of three of the world's biggest credit rating agencies against some African countries, including Ghana. In its latest report on the lowering the cost of borrowing in Africa, the UNDP says the continued downgrade of Ghana's economy is based on less subjective assessments and is costing the state 
and other African countries some $74 billion. Now, with this amount of money saved, it is more likely that Ghana may not have signed up for a $3 billion bailout from the IMF. Foreign Affairs Correspondent Blazard Suga has an exclusive re- interview uh, with Ahuna Eziakunwa, the Regional Director of the United Nations Development Program, UNDP, uh, shed some more light on the report. Blazard joins me in studio. So, Blazard, uh, first, which rating agencies have been cited and why is the UNDP accusing them of bias? Well, so MFR, the agencies uh, cited include Moody's. We also have Fitch uh, ratings as well as the Standards and Poor uh, Global Ratings Agency, which are all being criticized for uh, operating more or less uh, an oligopoly where you have a few companies uh, exerting significant control over the capital or financial market. Uh, we know that credit ratings agencies, as the report is indicating, have a significant... It's been uh, shut out of the international market because of uh, his alleged bias, uh, which has been the reason for this. Uh, th- that's right, MFI, and you recall that uh, this started somewhere last year when the president attended the United Nations General Assembly. Uh, he began what many described as a campaign against uh, what he terms as bias on the part of the uh, credit ratings agencies. Just last week, the president reinforced that argument at the AfriExim annual meetings. With this time around, a very harsh tone uh, for these credit rating agencies. And uh, he indicated there uh, that they appear to be reckless. That, that was his word in, in the recent downgrades that they're handing over to countries such as Ghana. And I can comfortably and convincingly say this. As the AU champion for African financial institutions, and leader of a country which recently had to deal with one of the most difficult periods in its post-independent history. Difficulties which were exacerbated by the reckless behavior of rating agencies that engaged... But, Blessed, uh, we all know that empirically Ghana is not in a good economic position. You've Mm -hmm. been finding out from the UNDP, are they saying that they should not warrant a downgrade? (laughs) Well... uh Don't you love an extra $100 in your pocket? Have a TurboTax expert file your taxes for you by March 31st to get $100 back instantly. Because no matter what moves you made last year, TurboTax makes them count. That means getting $100 back and 100% accurate taxes only from Intuit TurboTax. Must file by 331. Credit only applicable to federal filing fees with TurboTax full service. Offer can be modified or terminated at any time. Waiting on a tax return? Hopefully it ends up in your hands. Fraudulent tax returns due to identity theft increased by 30% in 2023. If you're in a bind this tax season, LifeLock can help. Our U.S.-based restoration specialists are experts dedicated to helping solve your identity theft issues. And all LifeLock plans are backed by the Million Dollar Protection Package. So we'll reimburse you up to the limits of your plan if you lose money due to identity theft. Help protect your information this tax season with LifeLock. Save up to 25% your first year at LifeLock.com aware. If you only have a 401k, you're not getting the most for retirement. Wait, what? Add a Robinhood IRA on top, then they'll boost it by 3%. You can do that? And if you transfer in any retirement account, you get 3% on top of that. Is there a limit to the match? No limit. Robinhood Gold gets you the biggest contribution match of any IRA on the market. Sign up for Robinhood Gold at Robinhood.com slash boost by April 30th. Subscription fees apply. Investing involves risk. 3% match requires gold for one year from first match. Must keep IRA for five years. Match on transfers subject to additional terms and conditions. Robinhood Financial LLC. Member SIPC. Escuchas ese rugido, sientes la experiencia de poder, la emoción de la libertad. 
ya estás preparado para vivir tu nueva aventura. Nueva Ram 1500, hecha para vivir. Ram es una marca registrada de FCA US LLC. Uh, not entirely. The focus is that the credit rating agencies, uh, sort of like home buyers, as they are calling it, mm -hmm. favoring a certain, uh, you know, culture and group of economies should change. And they also want the pro-cyclical ratings uh, for uh, the African countries, tagging them as water and all of that to change. Okay. And they believe it must be addressed. They are also urging uh, these credit rating agencies to do away with discretionary power and to develop a publicly documented methodology so that everybody knows how they arrive at the ratings that they do. So I caught up with the um, regional director for the United Nations Development Program in Africa, Homa Ezekoa, uh, on the sidelines of the AFRIEXIM meetings, and she explains further why they went into this research and what the impact has been for Africa. We have to look at, and we've been looking at it at UNDP, for instance, we just did a study on uh, the cost of borrowing right. and the credit rating uh, bias that puts African countries at a disadvantage. Uh, if we can deal with that, you save $75 billion wow. uh, a year for just 16 countries that we surveyed. Are you saying this is becoming a reality? Because our president raised that during the AfriExit meetings where uh, there's this continental push for our own standards and ratings. Is that the solution to the problem? That's part of the solution. I mean, you will always have uh, to um, participate in the international rating agencies because they, you know, they have a yeah, standard. Because we can't do without them. Exactly. Yeah. But, but I think that you can influence how they rate Africa and it comes back to the perceptions. Uh, a lot of it is really perceptions. I mean, there are facts and there's a reality that you have insecurity in some cases and you have foreign exchange volatility in other cases. Yeah, don't, don't get me wrong. There are reasons uh, why all of these ratings are as bad as they are in some cases. But, you know, it's not taking into account all the data and it's also not always objective. Some of it is subjective. We know that there is, you know, this country Ghana is surrounded by um, countries that are in violent extremism situations so it must be risky you know to invest in Ghana. Ahuna Iziakonwa is the Regional Director of the United Nations Development Program, UNDP, and the full conversation airs later on Foreign Affairs with Blessed Suga on the Joy News Channel at 10 p.m. this evening. Also on all our social media platforms, you can catch excerpts of it also on myjoyonline.com. Now, the Ghana Bar Association is this afternoon going all out, taking on politicians and individuals who make unjustifiable comments that attack judges rather than criticize their judgment. The association makes specific reference to a recent comment made by one of the leaders of the minority caucus. Listening to Chief Whip Governor Kwame Agboja questioning the tenure of former Chief Justice Kwesi Ndiyebwa during Parliament's approval of Justice Getru Tokono, uh, we'll get here uh, from the president of the association shortly. But first, listen to Mr. Agboja. I want to conclude and ask colleagues to support. The, uh, the approval of uh, Justice Tokonu, simply because I think she's got what it takes to be a Supreme Court judge. And I am hopeful, Mr. Speaker, that she will be a better Chief Justice than the person she's taking uh, over from. Why do I say this, Mr. Speaker? Under the reign of the outgoing Chief Justice, the level of miscarriage of justice in this country reached a crescendo and must never be repeated. And the, the former Chief Justice, must know when she goes, he goes home 
This miscarriage of justice rests on his chest. Well, the Ghana Bar Association President Yao Echampombuafu says it is irresponsible for one um, to hide behind parliamentary immunity to make such comments. He's been speaking at a ceremony to mark 41 years since three High Court judges were brutally murdered. Hiding behind political interest to only ridicule and politicize judgments, but not from the angle of legal, scholarly, and constitutional appraisal of their decisions, unfairly and inappropriately lowers the dignity of our courts and hurt the rule of law. That is why it is totally unacceptable for a member of the leadership of the minority in parliament, hiding ostensibly under the protection of parliamentary immunity granted by the 1993 Constitution, in supporting a motion solely to unanimously approve the nomination of the current Chief Justice, to launch an unwanted attack on the person of the immediate Chief Justice, describing such a colossus of a Jewish in derogatory terms to wait under the reign of the appointed Chief Justice, the level of miscarriage in this country has reached a crescendo and must never repeat it. Well, legal affairs correspondent Joseph Akable has just returned from this year's Martes Day event and joins me in studio. So, Joseph, how does the association expect to want to draw the fine line between criticism and personal attacks? So, the president makes the point that the judgments that are rendered by judges are judgments of the court. And so, if you have concerns, you should be grounded in law or on some scholarly persuasion that you are putting across and not simply because you have a political disagreement because the judgment goes against the party or the side that you support in a dispute. However, makes the point that judges are not above criticism and must also live above reproach. At the other end of the spectrum, the GBA respectfully wishes to remind our judges at all the court levels that they, like Caesar's one, must be above suspicion or reproach. Inasmuch as the GBA will continue to advocate for and defend the dignity, integrity and independence of the judiciary, we implore our judges to endeavor to eschew all acts of impropriety, biases, improper influences, but with fidelity to the judicial oath of doing justice to all manner of persons without fear or favor or affection or ill will. The GBA calls on Ghanaians to strive to be more resolute and fearless and vocal in defending the rule of law. That's the Ghana Bar Association President Yao Boafu there. Now, uh, the NPP has just announced a team to vet its presidential aspirants, which is supposed to happen in the first week of July. My colleague Elton Brobe is on the political desk here. Joining you, joins me in studio with more on what we are learning from this committee. Who and who are on this committee? So, this statement signed by the General Secretary of the Party names Right Reverend Honorable Professor Mike Aaron Okwe, former Speaker of Parliament as Chairperson of the Vetting Committee. The other members are the Minister for Roads and, and Highways, Kwesi Amwakwata, Mr. Stephen Abankwa, Secretary, Honorable Osebons to Amwa, Minister of State at the Local Government Ministry, Lord Oblite Kome, the Director of Operations at the Jubilee House, Lawyer Frank Davis, Madam Rita Asubari, Honorable Hackman Owuswajimam, and Madam Adelaide Arwen. The statement also says that Honorable Obi Amwa will also act as spokesperson for the Vetting Committee. Now, the General Secretary of the party expects them to be free, fair, and transparent in the vetting process, which is scheduled to start in, in on the 4th of July. Okay, and there's something we are watching out for, and that's how we take a quick break here on the Midday News here on Joy 99.7 FM, also on a number of affiliates across Ghana's 16 regions. We are on Twitter Spaces, we are on Facebook, we are on myjoyonline.com and the Midday News is sponsored by Duraplus Ghana Limited, producers of quality PVC pipes and water tank, where Duraplus goes 
those water flows. We've been focusing on the IPPs as the clock ticks towards the expiration of final deadline day for government to pay 30% of debt owed them. We've been hearing from the minority on that passionate plea to the IPPs to reconsider decision to shut down the plans from tomorrow due to government's indebtedness. When we return from the break, I'll bring you sports and then 154 billion vehicles have been outfitted with ballistic armor and it is an operation in accordance with the Bank of Ghana's instruction to be for protection for police officers and occupants of the billion vehicles. So most of them have clearances from the Ministry of Interior and their ballistic material has also been tested by the police. So once we are able to confirm that they have gone through the level of certifications, then we go ahead to deal with them. Imagine say water wake up at dawn. You know both. You know chop. When it vanish for your area for two weeks, uh-huh. you not get one drop self inside your tank. Hey. Our life was in dangerous. Only our neighbor get water with water tank. Water, water tank. tank? Yes, water tank. Mamma mia. That water tank gets meter for checking water level. That water tank be fine past Masses and Lindion. <laughs> that water tank be tough like Ghana Army. That water tank, they carry water, pepe, pepe. So say some no go left inside the supply tank. Mm. What a tank. That's my boss, Mr. Foncho Gutor. <laughs> Beautiful, durable, with water level indicator and accurate volume of water. Water tank. What a tank. By Duraplast. Have you noticed that Ghana has suffered lack of attendance at stadia across the country in recent years? Well, the multimedia group wants to be part of the solution, which is why we're calling on you, our dear listener, to help us. Our sister station, Inshira FM in Kumasi, has been on a nationwide campaign to identify factors influencing poor patronage of Ghana Premier League matches. This campaign has been widely discussed on traditional and social media since the beginning of the year. And after widespread stakeholder engagement, we have a list of questions in a survey that will help us come out with a communique based on science and data and we need you to assist by completing this survey the link to the survey is bit.ly forward slash fill gpl questionnaire once again bit.ly forward slash fill gpl questionnaire please help ensure fm and the multimedia group complete the survey in order to have a scientific response to this national problem Thanks for staying with us. Let's do sports. While Ghana's Black Meteors gear up to face Guinea at 8 p.m. tonight in their final group game of the U23 AFCON, Ghanaians have failed to make peace with their 5-1 trouncing at the hands of host Morocco. That result left the Meteors in third and with a must-win game tonight against second-place Guinea, who only need a draw to keep their Olympic 2024 qualification hopes alive. And Ghana's dream of returning after 19 years looks even distant. And that's why Deputy Minister for Sports, Evans Opokubobie, wants Ghanaians to lick their wounds even faster. This U20, our last participation was 2004. And since then, we have not been able to qualify. So everybody was hoping that this tournament in Rabat, Morocco, could go well for the country. So we won our first game against Congo. And then the second game with Morocco was a disaster. But I want to appeal to every Ghanaian to put Morocco much behind because we had an engagement with the players and they have put the match behind them. And they are preparing against Guinea 
in our last match. If we beat them, we we'll qualify for the next stage. And so this is what I want every Ghanaian also to focus on. More sports on my joinline.com forward slash sports. Even more on radio from 1.15 p.m. Love your shoes. Thank you very much, Michelle. Now, Ahmed Billion Operators Ghana says 154 billion trucks outfitted with ballistic armor are ready for operation for banks and other financial institutions. We know the directive was triggered by a surge in armed robbery cases and killing of a police officer recently. In a recent letter dated June 23, the BOG cautioned bank MDs to immediately begin using the we can hear from President of the Amut Billion Operators, Alaji Idi Sumaila. We have also complied. The result of uh, this unfolding robbery attacks on them of transit vehicles. Um, the criteria for the vehicles are that the ballistic level is be six for the passenger side and D for cabin for the back, and that is what we have done. As I speak to you, I can confidently say that we have about about 154 vehicles have been secured so far for usage by various companies uh, in the country. We are now working together with the banks, trying to finalize arrangements to secure funding to be able to bring uh, less of our needs. The industry in itself will need about 300 vehicles for now. That is the rough estimate we have had. Now, in the wake of the deployment, we are waiting till around the 5th of July. Now, barely a year after a residential toilet sank into a Galamsi pit, killing a woman, another house has sunk into underground tunnels created by illegal miners at Odumase in the Asante Achim Central Municipality of the Ashanti region. Love FM Sirasto Sasari Donko has more. It's been close to a year since 26-year-old Gifty Manka's toilet sank with her into an illegal mining pit dug beneath her house at Odumase. But the practice of deep pit mining in homes at Utumase has not stopped. Part of this residential facility, a few meters from where Gifty died, sank on Sunday. I will describe the Odumase township as a sinking time bomb, ready to explode. Now, this gaping hole you see here leads underground to underground pits dug by illegal miners all across this area. Now, on Sunday, this building, which is inhabited by people at the moment, sunk to the... Waiting on a tax return? Hopefully it ends up in your hands. Fraudulent tax returns due to identity theft increased by 30% in 2023. If you're in a bind this tax season, LifeLock can help. Our U.S.-based restoration specialists are experts dedicated to helping solve your identity theft issues. And all LifeLock plans are backed by the Million Dollar Protection Package. So we'll reimburse you up to the limits of your plan if you lose money due to identity theft. Help protect your information this tax season with LifeLock. Save up to 25% your first year at LifeLock.com aware.